Welcome back, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is Vanessa Hogel, my co-hostess, and down in the chat room, our chat shenanigator, Shauna, shaking everything up. We have a great show up for you tonight. Nicole Guillaume, Psychic Medium, is back with us from the Guiding Echoes channel, so make sure you subscribe to her channel at some point during this broadcast, afterward, wherever, whenever, just uh, subscribe to her. She has a lot of great content out there. Tonight, she's with us to talk about chakras. We've touched on it here and there every once in a great while, but never like dedicated an episode to chakras and how they work. So, Nicole, welcome back. Great to have you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, I guess just the bare bones, just to start, um, chakras for the um, for the novice, what are they and what do they do? So chakras are considered to be energy centers within our body. So within our energetic body. So you could kind of see it as here's our physical body. Looks like a hand, right? <laughs> and then we have our energy body, which is imprinted in that. And it's within our energy body that we have our chakras. And so um, I actually came prepared. There you go. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> okay. Wow. So this Great is minds. And, <laughs> and boom, there we go. Oh, boom, check that out. All right, so there you Nicole, go. So got... Great minds. Great minds. <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> or twisted ones, you know, whatever. So we've got um, <laughs> what are considered the seven main chakras. And what a lot of people don't know is when you go in for an acupuncture treatment, they're actually hitting the smaller chakras in your system. And so what chakras are is... I see them as kind of the organs of the energy body. So just as our physical body has heart, lungs, um, liver, spleen, all of that good stuff, our energy body has chakras too. So of course we have the main chakras. So um, we'll talk about those a little bit later. But just as your heart, your physical heart has a function and your liver has a function, each chakra has its own function as well. Um, and each one does correlate with different um, organs, different areas of health. And they also um, correlate with different intuitive gifts. So um, clairvoyance, clairsentience, all of the clairs. So one of the things that I recently put together was an online course called Psychic Mediumship Through the Chakras. And so that was challenging and exciting at the same time because the challenge was how do you correlate each of these chakras with mediumship directly? And, um, and so that was a lot of fun. So basically just really diving into the chakras to see which ones were responsible for what gifts, um, you know, how they can help you with your practice. But what I also love about chakras is they're not just great for mediumship. Like once you start working with them, they are great for everything. So if you're working on um, having better health, chakras are great for that. If you want to manifest, um, you know, love, money, whatever it is, you can use your chakras for that. And of course, they're also great for enhancing your intuitive um, gifts as well. So that's the rundown on on chakras. Um, one of the things that's fascinating to me is when you initially get into this whole spirituality thing, whether it's new age or whatever you want to call it, most um, clairvoyance or intuitives will focus on the first or on the last three chakras, which is your crown, your third eye and your throat. And what I have found is that's wrong. <laughs> you actually need to focus on um, the bottom chakras first. So like your root, your sacral, and um, your solar plexus. Because what that does is it helps you to get grounded first. And that's one of the problems that I found is that people who uh, dive into spirituality, they're not grounded. And so that's why so many people... I believe who enter the spiritual realm, the spiritual journey, they feel lost, right? They feel untethered. They feel alone. You hear this all the time. They feel like they don't have a community. Well, they feel that way because they're expanding these chakras and then the lower three are verse are pretty much being ignored. So it's really important to work through the chakra system the way it was designed from the bottom up as opposed to, you know, the top down. So you're, you're absolutely right on that. I've had so many people ask me over the years when it comes to meditation, how to meditate and using the, the chakras as you meditate is one main way. And it's really simple, you know, visualizing the numbers in their perspective colors 
right. coming at you through a vast of darkness over and over again until you find that center and you're able to relax enough and kind of let yourself go. You don't start from here and go down. You start right. from seven and come up to one. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's, you're absolutely right. People want, they think that these are the three most important ones and that's all there is to it. Right. Well, you, your, your, your body, your physical body can't live if ever and live properly and prosper. Yeah. And I, I think that's possibly one of the reasons why so many spiritual people, have you noticed they're sick all the time? Oh my gosh. Yes. Sick all the time. They get headaches, they get back pain. Um, there's just that it seems like they have a whole heap of problems that are a little more magnified and exaggerated than, than other people. And that's not always the case are also people who are highly empathic or highly sensitive. Mm-hmm. And it's because these four chakras are the ones that are going crazy and the bottom three are getting neglected. And so what I found is that by even if you're not working with the chakras directly, whenever you're working on getting grounded, whenever you're working on getting healthy, whenever you become more cognizant of your physical body and your physical awareness and you work on that, you're automatically working on those last three chakras. And I have, and I just really started putting all this together, I would say over the last year. Um, But I did notice that once I started working on becoming more grounded, once I started working on my physical environment more, and I learned about the chakras and started working with that, so many of my health issues have gone away. Like so many of my away. So whenever I start to feel sick, I'm just like, I got this. I'll heal myself. Like I've done it before. (laughs) But but you're right. And it's not just physical. It's emotional. I want to share with you something that I found in this. I did not know this. Let me put on my old lady glasses. Here we go. Um, (laughs) Because I have my cheat sheet too. And I know what the chakras are. I know what they do. What I didn't know was the negative aspects of them. And I want people to hear this so that they might be able to recognize this in themselves and see where they need to work. Our root chakra, which we all know is our first. Mm-hmm. We all know what it, all of these, we know what they do positively. We know that. And I have a doll to point out where the chakras are. So this is. <laughs> well, Vanessa, rumbling. I would contend that we, <laughs> that not everybody does because there are several people in the chat that are like, what the heck is a chakra? Okay. We're going to go through these. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> point out on the doll. Let's go through these positive and negative super right. fast. This is this is Jay from Rogue One. Yes. Hey Jay. Okay. The root chakra. Show them where that right is. There. Right there. Yeah. The root would be the root <laughs> chakra is your color red. Yep. That is your color red. It's your first chakra located at the base of the spine. It provides the foundation on which we build our life, representing safe, security, and stability. Imbalanced attributes would be scattered energies anxiety and fear so if you find yourself having those issues you need to work on your root chakra sacral chakra your orange show them where the sacral is i just lost my little wand thing okay here it is all right sacral (laughs) well it's right below your navel basically right below your navel that is the color orange it's your second chakra located below the navel it represents creative and sexual energies imbalanced attributes would be lack of or repressed creativity sexual dysfunction withheld intimacy and emotional isolation so no more blue pills guys just start working (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, and for, All right. for, for Duly men noted. and women alike, exactly. <laughs> Solar plexus. This is your third chakra located below the chest. It represents self-esteem. Imagine your chest puffing out. He's puffing up your chest because you're feeling good about yourself. Um, re- represents self-esteem, pleasure, willpower, and personal responsibility. Imbalanced attributes would be low self-esteem, control issues, manipulative tendencies, and misuse of power. Please think about these. Heart chakra, it's the fourth, located in the center of the chest. It represents love, self-love, and governs our relationships. Imbalanced attributes would would represent depression, difficulty in relationships, and lack of self-discipline. Throat, fifth chakra, located at the center of the neck. It represents the ability to speak and communicate clearly and effectively. Imbalanced attributes would be shyness, being withdrawn, arrogance, and increased anxiety. That's all me. Shyness, arrogance, 100%. Uh, you would not. 
third eye, the one everybody wants right here. Think about that, y'all. This is the one everybody talks about having or wanting. It's located in the center of the forehead between the eyebrows. It represents intuition, foresight, and is driven by openness and imagination. Imbalanced attributes would be lack of direction and lack of clarity. Those seem small. They are huge in this realm. Crown, this bad boy right here, seventh chakra, it's the color violet. It represents states of higher consciousness and divine connection. Imbalanced attributes, listen closely, would be cynicism, disregarding what is sacred, closed-mindedness, and disconnection with spirit. Those are important. I had to share that with you. I did not know those. Well, I no did. No idea. <laughs> I didn't because I don't study. I just do. Yeah. Okay. So, how, given, how do you, so given all that, given all that, I want to throw this out there from Judy Wilson from out in the chat. Uh, she asks, okay, you mentioned all these things about the chakras. How do we know that they're real and not imaginary? So, see, that's one of the things I actually love about chakras is you don't have to believe in them to work with them. Because if I don't believe that I have a heart, I still have a heart. If I don't believe that I have a liver or kidneys, I still have a liver or kidneys and it's still working. So let's go ahead and play with this idea that they're imaginary for a moment. So chakras don't exist. They're total bullshit, which is what I used to believe about them anyway. And they're just these this bunch of woo-woo, right? What I love about chakras, if they're imaginary, is that they still present a symbol for you to use to focus on whatever it is that you need to um, work on or manifest. So let's say that um, you want to focus on bringing more love into your life and you want to have healthier emotions. You don't have to believe a heart chakra exists, but you can still use that heart chakra. You can still use, you know, bringing that up right there, uh, that green symbol. You can still use that as a symbol to bring in love. You can still just focus on that and use that as an archetype for what you want to bring in. And one of the things that I find fascinating is, um, you know, we all have this collective consciousness. And so within that collective consciousness are different symbols that our subconscious mind uh, recognizes. And chakras are in that collective consciousness. <laughs> and so because enough people have poured enough energy and intention into the different symbols, it means that when you focus on it, you're going to manifest that too. So, um, so you can just use them as symbols that represent what you want. Just like, for example, what is this a symbol of? Genie and the lamp. Right? Everyone's, everyone's familiar with this. So yeah, genie and the lamp. It also represents wishes and hopes. This is universal right here. One of my favorite things to do is to hold this baby and make wishes on it. And they come true. It's amazing. So that's the same thing that chakras do. It's a symbol. So if you have a hard time believing that these things exist, that's okay. You can still use them as an archetype to bring in whatever it is you want to bring in. Works for me. Very cool. Smart. No. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so do you, so when you wish on the lamp, do you rub it too? Because you, know, you have to make the <laughs> come up. I do sometimes. I do sometimes. <laughs> Um, Anytime you rub on stuff, wishes come true. Okay. Sorry. Wow. That was bad. That was bad. We did have I'm a couple right. people early on ask about, um, oh, we'll get to that in a little while. We'll get to that one in a little while. Um, so Victoria M. asks, uh, how do your chakras become blocked? How do you know if they are blocked and how do they open up? So if your chakra is blocked, you'll know because something in your life isn't working. <laughs> so <laughs> most of us have a block somewhere. Um, and I don't necessarily, so I don't know if I really like the word blocked. It's more like they get stuck because your, spy, your, um, your chakras spin and they light up. So they don't necessarily get blocked. They get dim and they stop moving so fast. They get sluggish. Um, and the thing is that we have to work with our chakras the same way that we work with um, exercising our bodies. So if we stop going for walks, what happens? <laughs> our muscles get fatigued. We kind of, you know, we start putting on some weight. We experience health issues. It can be the same thing with our chakras. And so if we stop working with them, 
same thing happens. They become sluggish. They stop moving. They, they dim down. So um, let's say that you're having issues with your finances and um, you're noticing that maybe you're up for a promotion. Um, maybe you're trying everything you can to bring more money in. You're trying different investments. You're like throwing mud against the wall to see, well, it'll stick. Nothing's working that can indicate that you have a block in your root chakra. It can indicate your root chakra is stuck and stagnant. And so um, just by looking at what the different topics are, so again, finances is connected to your root. Um, Self-esteem is connected to your uh, solar plexus. You know, you just have to know what the topics are and which chakra they're connected to. So if you notice that you are having this financial issue, again, represents a um, an issue with your root chakra. And so in order to fix that, there's so many different things you can do. You can just focus on your root chakra. So you place your attention um, on your pelvic bone. So you would close your eyes and just place your attention there. And in your mind's eye, see what your chakra looks like. See if it comes up for you. And most of the time it will. Um, and the first few times you do this, you may have some problems with it because you've never tried to summon your chakras like this. So it's kind of an invitation for you to start working with them. So you close your eyes and even if your chakra image doesn't come up, there might be something else that does. There might be a memory that has a false belief in it. So there might be a memory that pops up where you remember when you were a kid and your parents were fighting over money and you thought to yourself, I'm not allowed to have money because it causes fights with my relationships. Or you might've heard things like money is the root of all evil or whatever it is. Um, so the when you focus on the chakra and the problem, it's going to help you find that memory. It's going to help you find that belief or it's going to help you find the current problem. So the way that you can fix that is um, you focus on the chakra and just really get a clear vision of it in your mind and don't get a vision of how you think it is now. Make an imprint of how you want it to look. So we want your root chakra to be big and bright. We want it to be the most vibrant red you can imagine. We want it spinning. And so you just kind of think of that. And what you're doing is you're telling your root chakra, this is what we need you to look like. This is how I need you to spin. And so if you do that, um, you might start to notice that things magically unfold for you, or you might start to um, be divinely inspired to say the right things that helps you get the job, or you might find an opportunity that allows you to make more money. So something will happen, whether it's um, a thought in your mind, whether it's an opportunity that comes your way or this amazing resource that, that starts to happen, it'll come your way. It may take some time because there's always that residual energy first and you have to build things up first. So, um, so yeah, so that's how you can, that's how you can know that you have a block. You look at what's not working in your life. You figure out which chakra it's associated with and then just, um, you know, focusing on that chakra, giving it an imprint or a blueprint of how it needs to be. That's how you can fix it too. Do you think that is part of the problem with why people don't work with their chakras the way that they should is because we live in such a world of instant gratification that if we don't see the immediate result, we give up. That, that's a big problem that a lot of us have. Sure. Um, <sighs> But people are so complex. I don't think it's, I think that you have plenty of people who really are willing to wait for something to happen. Uh, but people get discouraged easily. So it's not just a matter of we're waiting for something to come. It's that I find a lot of times we have negative self-talk about that thing that we're wanting to manifest. If we're talking to trusted friends or family members about something we want to create, people who pretend they have our best interest in mind, will talk us out of this thing. Uh, life happens, <laughs> you know, so there's, there's a lot of reasons and a lot of ways that our chakras can get knocked out of balance. So I don't think we can ever contribute it to one thing. I think there's just a lot of factors involved. So where'd Mike go? Awesome. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so you guys he run with it. He's just going to leave us going. Yeah. 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 How about it? I mean, this is, the, this is your realm. I, uh, I mean, I've briefly dabbled in it a little bit, but you know, pendulums. yeah, well, you know, Ooh, we still and, need to do that one day. And I, and I did the, um, the, the tarot with you at uh shock fest, which, um, right. It, it, that just proved I have a lot to learn about tarot. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I was so amazed by your in-depth ways of reading those cards. It was amazing. <laughs> I have not got to see that. You haven't watched the I've, video yet? No. Oh, go back and watch that. It was I yeah, back in December when I posted that. Yep. Okay, that's awesome. I need to do that. So this is one that um, I'm not going to throw out there. This is actually from Betty Lange, um and also from Lambie Pie 25. Uh, they were asking about grounding. I always hear people talk about, and Shauna will say this, ground and shield. And, you know, having a military background, like, I, I always think, uh, you know, lock and load, baby. And so I always <laughs> say, ground and shield, baby. You know, that sort of thing. So they want to know, okay, explain how to ground. And, yeah, pretty much that's it. That's what they're both asking is, you know, basically what is grounding and how do you do that? Grounding is basically just getting connected to the earth. Um, because so many times people lose that sense of awareness and consciousness with our physical world. And again, it makes sense, especially in our spiritual world, because new age teachers and influencers are always talking about being connected to the heavens or being connected to spirit. And that's great, but we live in two worlds at the same time. <laughs> so being grounded is also about being safe, being rooted, being aware. And so um, the reason that's important is because when you're grounded, when you're aware, it really helps to calm anxiety. It helps to calm depression. It helps to calm your thoughts. It's just very calming. So the way that you can ground is, and everyone can do this right now, just right now, think about your body, become aware of your body. Think about your feet touching the floor. Think about, um, the surface that you're sitting on or laying down on or whatever it is that you're doing, just get in touch with your body and become very aware of how everything in it feels. Even if there's pain or tension, just get into that, feel your feet, feel your knees, feel your shoulders, feel everything that right there is getting grounded, but you stay in it. Um, so to me, that's what, what grounding is. And then I know that there's other practices that people like to do where they want to get like all more spiritual with the grounding. So they'll um, picture roots coming out of their root chakra and going down their legs and out of the bottom of your feet, you imagine these roots going down into the earth. So if you really need to feel tethered, if something I would say kind of traumatic is even happening to you, that earth energy can actually be really powerful and getting you into the here and now and getting you out of your thoughts. Um, so you just imagine these roots going out of the bottom of your feet into the earth. Some people like to imagine that those roots are going all the way down to the center of the earth and wrapping themselves around whatever's down there. <laughs> there's lots of theories. Um, and just imagine that there's earth energy coming up, uh, red energy, of course, because it's associated with the root and that's, that's grounding you. It's pulling you down in a good way, <laughs> not a Debbie Downer way. So, um, so that's more or less what, what grounding is to me. I'm sure other people have different, um, ideas on that, but that's, but for me, just awareness of my body and awareness of my environment is, is enough to get me centered. Cause that's what grounding is for. It's to get you centered. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, it's, it's, one of those concepts, because I guess it takes, um, I understand, you know, okay, connecting physically to the earth. Um, but when it comes to, oh, like when people cross others over, they talk about imagining a white light and all that. And it's like, yeah, but how do I know that that's, you know, really kind of the deal going on? So kind of like what you were describing with imagining roots. And I'm not a foot guy anyway, but, you know, <laughs> imagining roots coming out of the feet and going into the ground. I'm just like, hmm. But I can understand Okay, this part I understand, and tell me if I'm, I'm in the right direction here. So, um, in today's society, you know, we, we wear shoes that have, like, really thick soles, and so that's kind of disconnecting us from the earth. So, a lot of people say when you want to go out there and ground and everything, go barefoot Earthy. so that you're connecting directly to the earth, and you're able to, you know, f I guess, feel that energy from the earth. Because we've, we've had people on here, um, like Freddie Silva, talk about the magnetism that's actually... Uh, in the earth, the telluric currents and all that. So is that what you're talking about, like tapping into there? Is that type of energy from the earth? Yeah, it's it's the earth energy. It's whatever aura the earth emanates. So, um, emanates. so yeah, I mean, it can be that you go put your feet in the fresh soil and um, supposedly the bottom of our feet are very sensitive and is able to pick up or absorb nutrients and whatnot better than other um 
parts of our of our skin. And so the feet are very sensitive in that way. So that's why um, foot rubs and foot soaks can be um, very healing. So that's, that's, I mean, sure, that's a way of grounding. But really, again, like any time that you're really in your body, to me, that's, that's grounding. But again, everyone's going to have different interpretations. So yeah, I, I tend to lean towards more what Mike was saying, simply because if I don't have to, I would, I, I, I don't wear shoes. Yeah. That's in the dead of winter. As long as there's not snow on the ground, I will walk outside and walk in the grass. Yeah. It can be 20 degrees outside and I won't put on shoes. Well, that's just because you're a hillbilly. <laughs> I, no, <geez. laughs> I'm but I'm a grounded hillbilly. There you go. But, but, but I walk around barefoot as much as I can too, but. Yeah. But it's just that, that is just what, what works for me. What I love about how you described it though, is that in your description of it, you took out all of the, the crap that, that we can read in, in certain books and on certain pages and web pages and stuff saying, well, it has to be the 21st of June and right. the sun has to be just this angle and for, for it to work when that isn't the case. These are our bodies. This is our temple. How right. we choose to, to represent it and honor it and center it and ground it and protect it is solely up to us. Right. I love that. I even think like drinking a glass of water and just being aware of the experience of drinking a glass of water is grounding. Or one of my favorite things is when you're, when you take a few minutes in the shower to like turn off your thoughts and just feel the water hitting you, like that actually feels really good. But most of us don't do that. I do. (laughs) It's amazing. It's a really good feeling when you just like notice how warm water feels. Yeah. So that is one of my favorite things. That is one of my absolute favorite things to do. And that's what I tell people to do if they can't do the salt baths for cleansing. Just do that. Mm-hmm. Just put your hands against the shower stall. Let that water rush over you and think of nothing but physically watching your stress leave your body. Yep. And man, it does. Oh my gosh. You come out of the shower and you feel like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Something so simple that took nothing. It yeah. doesn't have to be difficult people. It can be the simplest thing in the world and it's the best thing for you. See, and that's the thing. That's that's more or less what I want people to learn in all areas of spirituality is simplicity really is best. Like it's fun to contemplate the bigger ideas. It totally is. But simplicity really is the best. So like um, one of the easiest ways that you can also start working on healing your chakras is by eating fruit. Eating fruit, eating more vegetables. That's super easy. Eat plenty of fruit. Huh? I said eat plenty of fruit. Eat plenty of fruit. Yeah. So like blueberries, oranges, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat basically, but that's healthy for your body too. So that's great for your three, you know, three bottom chakras. It's good for everything. It clears out your energy. Um, But yeah, that's, that's a really simple way to like be good to your body to get more nutrients and ta-da, it also works with your chakras. So yeah, everything, anything that you can do that's simple. Cause the thing is, is like when we start making these practices overwhelming or boring, we don't do them anymore because now it's a punishment. It's not a form of surrender. It's not fun. It's not enlightening. It is boring. It is a punishment. So if you can keep them either simple or fun or best of all, both, you know, you're going to, you're going to stick to it because it's easy and it's fun. So, yeah. I think, I think some people, I can't speak for everybody, but what I have noticed over the past decade of, of being in certain parts of this community is if it isn't difficult, it isn't important. And I think that that's, I think we need to get out of that mindset. Yeah. We definitely, yes, desperately need to get out of that mindset. If you take yourself back a thousand years and watched how they did things, they did it the most simple, most earth felt way you could possibly imagine. And here we are today. Yeah. They didn't overthink, overdo and overreact to what their bodies were needing, what their community was needing. They didn't do that. And they didn't have a store on every corner that could sell what they thought they needed. Right. So it's just a different way to look at it. Just put a little bit of hippie back into it. (laughs) Got a question for you. 
got a question for you because uh, you mentioned the the thing about the fruit that that really helps. Now, coffees the bean comes from a coffee cherry, which would mm-hmm. be a fruit. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. does drinking more coffee work the same way? Because you yes. know, hundred road roast helps you hunt ghosts. It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and let's just go, go actually, Mike, don't make it that difficult. Go back to the simplest thing. How does it make you feel when you drink it? You really want to know? <laughs> oh, God. But I'm mm. saying, is that not, is that not correct, Nicole? If it makes you feel relaxed mm. and brings you some type of peace, that is something that you could consider good for this aspect of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Always go by your, well, not always go by your emotions, but yeah, I mean, you want to be aware of the trust your instincts. Oh, I trust my instincts. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they have saved me more than once. So, right. Yeah. Right. So, um, from Judy Wilson, <clears throat> this was from a little while ago, actually earlier in, in the uh, episode, um, so can a person who has cancer heal themselves by balancing their chakras? I'm really hesitant to answer that. So go uh, to it's your It's a difficult doctor. question. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that people can heal anything. I, I truly do. I believe that we can heal anything that is not an actual, I would say, well, let me back up. Anything that's not a birth defect, anything that we weren't born with, because if we're born with it, that's a little different. But if there's something that we have brought on and experienced that we didn't have before, that's a gene gone rogue, right? That's a, that's, that's an imbalance in our body. And that is our body giving us information that something is wrong. And so, yeah, you can absolutely use your chakras to um, aid in your ability to heal your cancer. Or like I used to have IBS. I've had, you know, I've, I've had, um, I was, I was tested positive for fibromyalgia, but never actually diagnosed with it because I ended up having this wonderful doctor who said, if I put this on your chart that you have fibromyalgia, anytime you go to a doctor, all they're going to do is pump you full of pain pills. And she was the one that actually suggested that I try yoga, acupuncture and um, an organic diet. So that's exactly what I did. And within like, I think it was only like six weeks or two months, I was fine. Mm -hmm. I was fine. So that was from a traditional doctor. Yes. Yeah. yeah it was from out. a Western doctor. She was just like, I don't. And cause at the time I think I was 24, 25, I was pretty young. And she's like, if I, she, she was like, if I diagnose you with fibromyalgia, pretty young. you're still like wait. 29, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 but she was like, this is good. Basically this is going to ruin your life. And so, um, so, yeah, I mean, when I think back to it, that was probably that was my first experience with healing my body. And when I look back at it, it was all chakra chakra work. It was because I was drinking um, these really healthy berry smoothies in the morning with the soy berries, blueberries, <laughs> like all sorts of fruit. I was getting acupuncture uh, once or twice a week, going to a chiropractor. I wasn't taking any medication at all. Um, and I was meditating. I was meditating too. So I just completely changed my lifestyle and uh, everything got better. So of course that's not, that's not cancer, you know, that's a different thing, but it's still, it's still a disease, you know, it's still your body in some type of dis-ease. Well, at, um, at some point does it become like a matter of, well, like mind over matter? Uh, Cause I, I did hear a story from, and I don't know if it's an old wives tale or whatever, but you know, like this guy from back in the 1950s diagnosed with cancer and he had this thing uh, i'm gonna eat asparagus asparagus will cure me and you know he got cured from just eating asparagus only and so but was it just because he had that mindset like that that he's like yep this is gonna do it and it did it why not that well that could be but okay (laughs) well now we're gonna get into actual science um (laughs) if you look at the fascinating studies that are coming out about fasting which is a very very ancient form of medicine Mm -hmm. the studies that are coming out on fasting are showing that fasting heals the body and they are testing this with cancer and there are finding that people are bouncing back from um are going into remission faster because, because of fasting, whether it's intermittent fasting or not. And so eating just asparagus, that's a form of fasting. Like whenever you're 
you're restricting your diet in a severe way, whether it's that you're just going to have um, like fruit fasts. You know, we hear about people who go on juice fasts and fruit fasts or whatever. Um, I think there's there's something about, you know, when you're when you're starving your body, you're starving the disease, you know. So um, so I would just anyone who's anyone who's really in a place where they need to heal their bodies, um, I would definitely suggest that they look into fasting and of course do it under a doctor's supervision if that's something that they want to do. But just look at all the studies, like the, mm-hmm. the information that's out there is really astounding and it's incredible. So doing that while working with your chakras and of course working with your body. And um, yeah, if you tell your body it's going to he- that you need it to heal, it's going to heal. <laughs> like that does work. Um, one of the things that I did, it was last year, because, okay, so I talk about my IBS, and this isn't really chakra work, but for people who suffer from IBS, listen up. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I started to notice was that my IBS was always acting up in situations where I was stressed out, and um, one of the places I was stressed out a lot was in my car, because I used to have severe driver anxiety, and so one day my IBS is acting up while I'm in the car and I can't pull over. I'm stuck in traffic. I'm on my way. I'm not going to get someplace for another hour. So I put my hand on my stomach and I just said, stomach, I know that you're upset right now because my IBS was acting up, but I'm so proud of you. You're doing so great. I started talking to it the way that you would talk to a child who's freaking out. And you know what? The pain went away. The pain completely went away. And the more I start doing this, it's just eventually the IBS is gone. Like I don't have it anymore. Uh, So I still have a sensitive stomach sometimes, but that is an example of just speaking health and blessings over your body. And I believe most of us speak curses over ourselves. Yes. We need to be really, really careful with that. So the more we praise ourselves, the more we praise our bodies because your body and your mind, they're always listening to what you tell it to do. Um, you know, the, the body is a willing servant in a lot of ways. It does what you, what you ask it to or what you tell it to do. So, um, I'm not sure if, if that helps at all, but as far as health, health things are related. Um, yeah, I think talking to your body, I think mind over matter, I think anything that you believe will work most likely will, but I mean, there's so much science behind the placebo effect and fasting and everything. Now it's hard to ignore that. Well, and going back to what, what Mike was saying about that and asking, you know, what people should do. I agree with you 100%. Always consult your physician, especially if you're a cancer patient, no matter what, always consult your physician. But fact of the matter is positive thinking and positive movements in the right direction can never hurt. Right. Will it help? Time, time will tell, but it can never hurt. And just like Nicole, I I can speak from experience on this. Most people do not know this looking at me. I need double hip replacement. I have five herniated discs in my back. I have uh, four ulcers, four active ulcers as we speak, and bone spurs in almost every single joint in my body. Yet I work 70 hours a week plus everything else that I do simply because I choose to not allow those physical things in my body that desperately need attention, according to medical science, I simply refuse to allow them to run my life. That is not cancer. And I understand that. But if I allowed myself, I could sit down and cry at any moment. Yeah. But I choose not to. I choose. I'd like Nicole. I'm like, come on, girl, you got another day in you. (laughs) Come on now. You can do this, you know, Y'all speak positively to yourselves. Yeah. Love yourselves. Encourage yourself like you would encourage somebody else. You wouldn't tell somebody else, dude, man, you are fucked. Lay down and die. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what my Instagram story was about it, today. Like, I was depends on how, about- how much you like the person. <laughs> True story. There is that. There is that. Yeah. Um, no, I was talking about that actually in my Instagram story today because I did this meditation this morning and um, I came up with this affirmation, I am a miracle. And just <laughs> just amazing things happened in that meditation when I said, I am a miracle. And it was like the floodgates opened and I felt like just, oh my God, it was just an amazing moment of awareness. So on the Instagram, 
uh, story. I was telling everyone, try it. Just try saying I am a miracle. It is amazing what will happen. So get into that meditative state, say I am a miracle, say it a few times and just watch what happens. It's pretty amazing. So yeah, speaking blessings over yourself and, and talking to yourself positively goes, it's goes a long way. It's not selfish. It's self-care. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a bunch of other questions from down in the chat. Uh, Alina asks, if there's a way to prevent someone's negative energy from rubbing off on us. Yeah, divorce them. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm out. Peace, y'all. Honestly, I don't stick around for toxic relationships. I don't care if it's work. I don't care if it's a client. I don't care if it's a lover. I don't care who the fuck you are. If you're going to be negative or apathetic or whatever the fuck it is, bye. Boom, 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 boom. Later, gator. I mean, Just sever why? the cord. Done. Yes. Yep. Done. You, ha you have to care about yourself enough to know that you were not put on earth to, to put up with that. Right. That, yeah, and I, and I think that's kind of the, the problem um, is that people will linger in those toxic relationships like that. And yes, they do take on that negative energy because it's being dumped on them. I've been in those type right. of relationships where I'm, you know, absorbing it, absorbing it, absorbing it, where you're swimming in it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I became a a person that I did not like. And it's like, I mean, literally you know, this person brought out the worst in me, you know, because it was all getting lumped on top of me and to the point where it was like, I'm not even recognizable anymore. Um, right. And yeah, it was, took, it was a matter of getting out of that. And it was like, okay, now I can heal and become myself again. But yeah, you're right. You have to get out of that. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. From uh, Lambie Pie 25, can any energies attach to our chakras? Hmm, that's interesting. So energies as far as like an intelligent energy or just like what? I mean, energy is such a fluid term. So, I mean, anything can attach itself to you. So I would say, yeah. Okay. But 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 I'm wondering what she means by energy. So maybe, maybe Lambie Pie, you can expound upon expand that a little bit on that. Yeah, yeah. yes um uh, from betty Lange, do the chakras also work with the tree of life uh yeah i've actually seen i mean i don't know too much about the tree of life but i actually used to have a friend who was big on the tree of life and the chakras so all i can say is yes i don't know how i don't know the <laughs> mechanics but i know it's a thing <laughs> okay uh from victoria m would you use crystals to help with the vibrations of the chakras. Oh, yeah. Um, pendulums work great. In fact, Vanessa has a story about chakras and pendulums. Do you, <laughs> would you like to share with the class, Vanessa? Well, sure, because, you know, why not? Um, I, like Nicole, for a long time, did not really put a whole lot of stock in chakras. Okay, I just didn't. Even though I'm all that witchy shit and metaphysical and blah, 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 I didn't put a whole lot of stock in that. And I was actually doing um, readings at a, a local area here in Oklahoma. And there was a person there that was doing um, chakra aligning. And we decided to trade off to do, you know, I would do her reading. She would do me the, the chakra aligning. And I'm like, no, that's, it's not going to do anything. Y'all, I ain't even lying. I laid on that table and that bitch went straight to my solar plexus. And what this person did not know was I had severe gallbladder issues, severe. And when she went over my entire body, you could actually watch the pendulum pull. And it was being drawn directly to my solar plexus. And I could feel that inside my body. I could feel it. I had my eyes closed and could feel it inside my body. Um, and it wasn't long after that, that I actually had to have emergency surgery to have that removed because it was going to kill me. So it's that to me, I think gives weight to what Nicole is saying. There is a definite power to these power points in our body. We have to acknowledge them. We have to honor them and we have to care for them. And in doing so, you would be amazed at how much different your life could be. You truly would. Amen. Get on, <laughs> 
Preach. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's like that girl finding the last fry at the bag. Woo! Sorry. <laughs> I'm all right. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, Here's a, uh, a question from J.E. How do you know when all chakras are in balance? If all of your chakras are balanced, which is rare, but it does happen. I imagine. There's this amazing change that happens in your entire person. So your personality, I think, starts to change. Um, and just the way that you're able to deal with stress and struggles it's just different. So you'll notice that you have this awareness every time you wake up out of bed, every time you're going for a walk, whatever it is that you're doing, you have this awareness and you can, you can still be kind of in your head, but you're still aware of everything around you. You also notice that you're more peaceful, that um, conflicts don't get to you as much as they used to. Um, there's just this whole different way of being and, and you feel it like you really feel the difference. So, um, you know, like Vanessa was talking about her story about, you know, just now about the, the pendulum and how it went straight to her solar plexus. I'm sure for a few days afterwards, you probably felt like a different person, right? You I really had, did. Yeah. You felt renewed energy. You probably felt more positive about life. Like there's just this, this change that happens inside of you. So you'll notice it and you'll feel it. The trick is noticing when they start to go out of balance, because that starts to happen very gradually. And then before you know it, within a matter of days or weeks, you know, everything's all messed up again. So, um, so you just have to figure out what practices work best for you? Because there's a lot of different ways to work with your chakras and to work with, of course, with your body and, and whatnot. So just find what works best for you and pull yourself back in that direction when you start to notice that you're getting anxious, you're getting depressed, you're getting upset, you're, you're you know, you, when when someone um, when someone's egging on an argument, you go for it, right? Like you don't want to be that person. So you want to back up unless it's something you're completely passionate about it's worth arguing um but you know you just kind of learn how to pull yourself back from that and get back to that state where you're proud of who you are you know i think that's a big part of it like when your chakras are balanced you're actually you like who you are and you feel both the connection from source and to the earth but it's it's i wouldn't say balanced but you're connected to the earth when you need to be. You're connected with spirit when you need to be. So it just feels like you have more control and fluidity in your life. It's it's really amazing. I'll tell you when I get there. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that what people need to do, and definitely what I need to do more, is to do maintenance. Yeah. It's something very simple. Just maintenance. You maintenance your car. You maintenance different things in your home. This is this is your maintenance. This is what you need to be concerned about. So, you know, if it's once a week or, or, or you know, a special bath once a month and showers the rest of the time, just to just to close it down and just visualize and and focus on those different areas of your body. Just something as simple as that doesn't have to be fancy, y'all. It doesn't. <laughs> My meditation to do that is feet on the coffee table, fireplace on the TV, YouTube, thunderstorm on my computer, ripped up jammies, rocks in each hand. And then I have nachos. <laughs> I would have a glass of wine in each with hand. With the queso? But, you know, whatever works. Yes, with my queso. Yeah. Okay. So it's nothing. I like the wine idea, though. I know, right? <laughs> so it, but just, just keep it. What is that saying? Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that. Yeah. Yes, just, yeah. Just do that. Keep it simple, stupid. Just whatever it takes to take those five, 10, 15, 20 minutes for yourself. Trust me, everybody else in your life will thank you. There you go. All right. Uh, another question here, because we got about uh, about 10 minutes left in the episode, maybe a little bit more uh, from Robert. Hannah, does intuition come from chakras? Um, I think intuition is channeled to us through chakras because we've got our crown chakra right up here. And so that's, uh, believed where our intuition comes to us from is from the, that portal basically right up here. But of course you also have your third eye 
which can also be very intuitive. And then some people also believe that your heart chakra um, is intuitive. So um, I don't know if I'd say intuition necessarily comes from the chakras. I feel like our I feel like our intuition comes from our higher self or the universe or whatever you want to call it. it comes from God, but it's our chakras that help us to um, figure out the message. Because intuition speaks to all of us differently. For some people, it's a voice that we hear. Um, for other people, for me, it's more of a feeling. Like if I um, if I meet someone <laughs> and I get this, or I see someone even, I don't even have to meet them. I can just like see an image on TV. I won't mention names, but anyways, um, some celebrities <laughs> every once in a while, I'll be like, ooh. But I'll get this, like, it's just this really small, almost like, I don't know how to explain it, like just this feeling in my solar plexus and immediately I know that you're dangerous. I know you're either sociopath or codependent. Like I know there's something dangerous about you and I'm going to stay away from you. So, um, so, but that's how my intuition speaks as far as that goes. It's this very subtle feeling in my solar plexus. And that's been going on for years before I even knew about chakras. Um, so again, I think, I think our intuition comes from the imprints in our body, which also means the, the experiences that we've had in our life. It comes from the universal energies that work within us. That I feel like it's just intuition is a mix of different things, but our chakras help us to understand what the messages are. That makes sense. That makes sense. Makes sense to me. Not that I usually listen to my intuition anyways. I was going to say, not that I usually listen to you anyways. I was like, all right, I'll teach their own. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't listen to women. <laughs> no. Nah. <I> ought to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so earlier uh, we talked about block chakras and Bella here asks, um, is there a way to balance it on your own? Yeah, meditation, 20 minutes of just a basic meditation helps. Um, so absorbing universal energy or just getting in touch with your body. Um, guided meditations are wonderful. Uh, that can really help. One of the things that you can do too is um, if you have a pendulum and if you know exactly which chakra is uh, is blocked. In fact, one of the easy things to do, print up a free chakra map online and you can actually just take your pendulum and move this over the paper, whatever, it's already working. I don't need it to do that and tell the whole world what chakras are blocked on me. But anyways, <laughs> so you get a chakra map and you just use that as um, almost a, what's it, what's it word, like a surrogate that represents your chakras and you would run your um, pendulum over it. And wherever the pendulum starts moving, <coughs> like so, is the is the chakra that you need to work on so you just allow it to keep doing this thing until it stops on its own and then you'll know that that's cleared so that's an easy way to do it and then of course there's also like juice fast there's meditate there's all sorts of different ways that you can do it on your own in fact i recommend doing it on your own you don't have to go to anyone else to do that for you mm -hmm. okay interesting question down here from judy wilson because uh, you talked about chakra spinning. So she wants to know, do the chakra spin to the right or to the left? Um, That's a good question. It's, I think it's different for everybody. I don't know that the, I'm sure people will disagree with me on that because <laughs> people like to disagree on everything. Uh, but all of us are unique. And that's one of the things that we need to keep in mind. We're all unique. We all have different personalities. And so uh, I, I believe that one of the things that makes us unique is the way that our chakras are formed and the way they spin and the way they light up and whatnot. So I'm not too concerned. I wouldn't be too concerned about which way they're spinning. Um, I would just be more concerned about whether they're stuck, whether they're dim, <laughs> you know, that's the real thing you want to keep in mind. So yeah. they might be dancing around all over the place or something, huh? They could be, I, you never know. <laughs> I think maybe the reason she was asking and I'm assuming on this, but some people might, might think that if they spin backwards, it's a negative or forwards, it's a positive. I've always pictured mine once I became in tune with them. Do you know those, remember those little things where it looks like all these different bands and they're all doing their own thing, but they form a ball? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you about? mean like a gyroscope? Yes. Okay. That's what I picture mine as because I have to be complicated. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I've just always pictured that. It's like, yeah, like what he, that thing he said. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I always, I always pictured my, like, I don't see them spinning to the left or the right. I see them actually spinning, like, kind of up and down. So I see them going like this. So, yeah. So, yeah, everybody's different. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing is right or wrong. Right. You know? It's just right. sluggish, right. not sluggish. <laughs> yeah. It's sluggish, <laughs> not sluggish, not forwards right. or backwards. Yeah. Okay. A uh, question here from Joe Bloggs. Are you allowed to have an alcoholic drink before meditating? I do. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't see why not. I mean, unless you're a raging alcoholic, I don't recommend it. But I mean, something to something to take the edge off, whether it's like you're hitting a little bit of weed or whatever, whatever helps you relax, whatever helps you relax and whatever doesn't um, knock you out. So you end up not meditating. I mean, I well, think that's the thing that always happens with me is anytime I try to sit down and try to meditate, I end up falling asleep because my body just... Oh, relaxed. Okay. You know, and I'm done. Are you sitting up when you do it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I could be sitting up. Yeah. And just hmm. uh, exhausted so body here, shower. you know. Meditate in the shower. Meditate in the shower. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, if he probably... falls asleep in the shower, <laughs> he's going to like blame problem. you. Yeah. <laughs> some, some of the best meditation. I'll probably, I'll probably fall, hit my head, you know. No, you won't. And then I'll some come the haunt best. you. <laughs> I know you would though. Yes, I would. Like Vanessa, you killed me. (laughs) I know, right? Some of the best meditations I've had have been in a dark bathroom with only candlelight, um, YouTube, meditation music, and a shower. Hmm. Yeah, I'm standing up. I'm not going to pass out. I'm not going to go to sleep. But I've I've been able to take care of what needed to be taken care of simply because the 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 area and the situation let it be so. Hmm. In a way where I couldn't fall asleep. You can also just try an eyes open meditation. So don't close your eyes, but just fix them on the, on a point on the wall or, mm-hmm. you know, you can look at a picture. One of the things that I used to teach people to, well, I still teach them to do is um, when they want to enhance their clairvoyance or clairaudience or whatever is to find a picture that's um, a place they would like to visit and just focus on the picture and vision yourself in the picture and just feel what the air feels like in that area. And, um, you know, if there's a waterfall, like maybe feel some of the water splashing at you. That's a great can, idea. Yeah. It's a great way to enhance your clairs. I love it. And then also when people do close their eyes, they can, um, envision the picture and call as many details as possible and then try to turn around and look at things that aren't in the picture. So it's a great way to build up all of your clairs. I just gave you basically one of my online courses for free. I have a whole course on that too. Um, <laughs> But I find that to be a really good way to to meditate is just find something soothing to look at. And it can be a candle, like maybe light a candle and just like stare at that for a little bit as you're breathing and, um, you know, relaxing and getting into your body. Because meditation doesn't have to be a big thing. You know, it can, it's meditation is really just focus. It's focusing on something that is also allowing all the stress and whatnot to melt away. So maybe just try you know, looking at a candle for 10 minutes with some soft music and see how you feel afterwards. But, but be careful, actually. And I'm, and I'm not kidding. Be careful. Fire. Okay. Um, I unintentionally one time when you guys, you just have to believe me on this. I unintentionally one time when I was a teenager made a uh, flame jump up about six inches in the air. Bye. Oh, I believe you. <laughs> By staring at Okay, well, it. don't do that. <laughs> so be careful. Don't burn down your house. No. You know, there's, I, there's, there's electronic candles now that you might want to try. <laughs> I, I believe <laughs> him. Candles. I believe him because I was in England and I did a candle spell. 30-minute candles. And they burned for over eight hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, I believe yeah. him, too. I'm not like, I you know, liar. Just, but, no, but it's just people wouldn't believe that. They don't believe that. But I'm like. No, I, I believe it because I've yeah. seen some crazy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good six or eight inches and, you know, it was in a church too. So, you know, I'm sure they appreciated <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, Satan's come to burn down the temple, you know, whatever. In any case, one last question. <laughs> one last question before we uh, before we have to wrap it up here. Uh, this is from Nisaba. Do weaker dim chakras attract negative energy to you or make you vulnerable to it? I don't know if dim, well, I think our chakras become dim probably because of 
the negative energy we're around. So whether it's like what we were talking about earlier, where there's like toxic relationships or toxic environment. And the reasons that I think that your chakra starts to dim down and slow down is I feel like it's trying to protect itself at that point. And it's the same things that we do when we're in a toxic relationship is we might start to shut down or we might start to disengage. You know, there's different things that we do to pull away. And so our body does the same thing kind of, um, you know, as above, so below sort of a thing. So I don't know that, that it, um, I don't think a dim chakra attracts negative energy. I think it's more or less our thoughts. I think our thoughts and the situations that we allow ourselves to be in, most importantly, the situations we allow ourselves to stay in is, um, what attracts that, attracts that energy to us. So. Okay. My thoughts on that. <laughs> Very good. Well, um, we are at our hour mark. So, um, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on tonight and joining us. Uh, everybody, you can check out all of this information about chakras and so much more out of out at her channel, Guiding Echoes. I have linked it down below in the description. Go out there, subscribe. And you have she has online courses. So, Nicole, please tell everybody where they can find you and get a hold of you and and get your courses. So they can stuff. check out my website at guidingechoes.com. You can also find me on Facebook, on YouTube, just Google guiding echoes. It's all me. It's all me. So <laughs> <laughs> lots of different ways to get in touch, but yeah, the online courses and whatnot and um, intuitive sessions are available on guidingechoes.com. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely appreciate it. Thank you so much for, for joining us again. Um, we, it was a long drive. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>